Who takes the glory in the biggest betting match event of the year? It's cricket. Only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 152. I'm Ed Hawkins. In this show, we preview possibly one of the biggest betting matches of the entire sporting year. India versus Pakistan, an absolute seismic game for every reason imaginable, apart from the fact it's the Asia Cup and no one's really bothered about that. Unless I'm wrong, Sam Collins. You're not wrong. Your name is Edward Hawkins. Um, England versus South Africa is not the big one this time. Uh, we had it marked on our calendar for months. India-Pakistan, a firecracker, which is the meat in our sandwich this week. And on that point, here's a man who is all killer, no filler, knows all about meat in sandwiches, Paul Krishnamurti of Betting Dog Betfair. Seismic stuff, Paul Krishnamurti, indeed. It is, and don't dismiss the Asia Cup. This is one of my favourite tournaments. I'm, I'm looking forward to as much to Afghanistan, Sri Lanka. Um, although... Having said that, I have only learned in recent days the devastating news that it's no longer a 50-over event and it's 20, T20, which is very much a sign of the trends we've talked about in the last few weeks. <laughs> um, and here's a man who's almost as big a draw in Yorkshire as this game is to about 1.5 billion folks in India and Pakistan. It's SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Hello, Richard. Hello, Sam. Very true, very true. You are a big noise, if ever there was one. Uh, what else have we got on the show, Edward Hawkins? We've got teams, pitch reports, trends, stats, tops, value, in plays, best bets for India versus Pakistan on Sunday. The second test, South Africa taking on England in Old Trafford. Sri Lanka versus Afghanistan, also in the Asia Cup. And we'll have a bit of Asia Cup outrights as well from Betfair Sportsbook. Lovely stuff. I have my finger poised over the treble klaxon as well. Don't miss those best bets. Let's get on with the show. England versus South Africa, 11am on Thursday, UK time, of course, live on Sky Sports from Old Trafford. Betfair exchange prices, 2.1 England, 3.05 uh, South Africa. Neither of those is at Crawley's average, and the draw is at 5.0. Hawkins has a lowdown. Yeah, England will stick with Crawley because uh, he's going to win England a game in probably about six years' time. Lees, Pope, Root, Bairstow, Stokes, Folks, Broad, Potts, Leach, and Anderson. Suspect if Craig Overton was 100% fit, he might displace. Short Broad. South Africa, I apologise for my pronunciations if I get these wrong. Irvi, Elgar, Peterson, Markram, Van der Dussen, Varien, Maharaj, Rabada, Nokia and Ngidi. Your pitch at Old Trafo. One draw in your last 12 and there hasn't been a stay mark there since 2006. Your average score in first innings over that period is 411. Big scores. So we're hoping for a great price to short the draw in the first innings with big runs. Five out of the last eight have been won by the side batting first. However, note of caution, England in 2020 chased records against Pakistan to win the game from absolute nowhere. I don't think I've got over that one yet. In the Championship this season, three out of four matches have produced results. 
and there were scores of 500 and 400 or more in those games which did produce results. Sexy statistics, Hawkins. Thank you very much. Let's go to Paul Krishnamurti first and ask him whether England represent value at 2.1. No, not at all. Not at all. It's the other way around. Um, I suspected South Africa were a superior side, but feared they were undercooked before Lords. I think this will definitely be a result unless the Manchester weather forecast is dramatically wrong, which of course it often is. But at the moment, it looks clear. And we've had results at this ground when there's been plenty of time lost to rain as well. Um, I think to win this match, you're going to need to make plenty of runs. And I'm just not convinced at all that England can do it against this brilliant South African attack. Um, as I remember Old Trafford, you always get plenty of bounce there. Tall bowlers do well. You see that in the stats for Stuart Broad. So I suspect that Nokia and if he plays, Marco Janssen will do very well here. OK, um, let's go to Richard Mann and ask him whether South Africa represent value at 3.05. Well, they were, they were about 4.2, I think, having won the toss at Lords and, and, and had, the, had, had the chance to bowl first under gloomy conditions. So you're already getting a shorter price anyway. Look, I think in this England side, I think how they perform will all come down to conditions. So at Lords, the ball moved consistently across the match and I think England's batsmen were found out, but we know that already because that's what's happened for the last two or three years. But when they get flat pitches to bat on, like against New Zealand and when they got to bat at Edgebaston against India, this England side is very, very dangerous. With the weather forecast clear, England could make runs, albeit they're up against a very good South Africa bowling attack, which has more depth than the New Zealand and India one did. But still, England are very dangerous. I don't think it's panic stations. For all, I've got the utmost respect for South Africa. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, is the draw lay on? Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, I agree with Ed, absolutely, that, that this is the perfect situation, which you're probably going to get. Well, history says you'll get a first innings total. Um, that said, I mean, the market is quite wise these days. Like, it didn't shorten up at Lords that much, even though you knew rain was coming, as I hope so. But um, I think certainly if we can lay two to one or less in running, that would be a very good bet. I mean, the two relatively weak batting sides at a result ground. OK, thank you very much. Uh, Richard Mann, you're quite keen on spin here, I gather. Yeah, well, I, th I think we've got an excellent spinner on show for South Africa in Keishav Marahaji. He showed up well at Lords. He wasn't needed that much. And Jack Leach has done pretty well for England, actually, in the last 12 months and, and better still since Stokes has taken over 10 wickets ahead in the man of the match in that match. Uh, and look, historically, Old Trafford has always spun, particularly second innings. We, look, we all remember Shane, the great Shane Warne, success he used to have there. And, and generally, when opposition sides have come here, spin has done well. So, so while I'm not saying it'll be game-defining, I expect Marahaj for South Africa and Leach to, to play a part. And uh, and maybe even Aidan Markham, actually, if he is the second South Africa spinner, I could see him being a handful as well. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, any other in-plays here um, for us, England, to, to get this over in two days, perhaps? <laughs> no, not at all. Um, late England second innings runs. I think that in the first innings, their total might be set quite low because of what happened at Lords. In the conditions are generally pretty good batting first here, but I reckon if you, you'll get 
two to one under, two to five, three to one under, four to three, maybe four to one under, two hundred. And that would be the perfect time where they could struggle against this South African attack, a bit of uneven bounce. And as Rich was saying, two good spinners. Okay, moving to Hawkins for some tops value. Joe Root has been boosted. Yeah, I'm here. Joe Roosted. Uh, Joe Roosted. Joe Root boosted to 13 to 5 by Sportsbook. First innings. This is uh, first innings only, always is. However, second innings, that is a price on win rate. It isn't in the first innings. He doesn't win enough. On first innings, Pope, as ever, is big value at 5 to 1 with Sportsbook. He's giving you up a big edge there. Stokes is 9 to 2 for top bowler. I'm mentioning him because he bowled 18 overs, two fewer than Potts, who bowled most in that. Uh, first dig at Lords. South Africa prices to pick up. Elgar boosted to seven to two top bat. Irvy nine to two one at HQ. And I mean, obviously, Rabada went on to win man of the match, but that South Africa pace attack looked very, very strong. Uh, Ngidi was perhaps unlucky uh, not to take more wickets. Uh, Noki also very unfortunate not to win top bowler. So plenty of options. And it's down to the guys to decipher who they're going to go with this week. Who flirts your boater, Richard Mann? Well, I think me and Paul will be in agreement. Enric Nokia, six wickets at large, three in each innings. He dismantled England's middle order on, on both occasions. And actually, I mean, he should have won in the first innings. You'd fancy him with his pace and height against England's tail. But he didn't pick up a wicket lower than number seven. But I'm sure we'll put that right this week. I mean, Stuart Broad had so much luck against him. He, to me, looks big value at, at three to one. Partic- particularly if it's flat and it doesn't go sideways, that might take... Rabada out of it a little bit, but Noki has got that raw pace. And then just in the man of the match markets, I'm not too fussed about the outright. I think he could go either way this match, so I'll take one from either side. I like Leach. He's had a really good year for England. Brilliant in the Caribbean, actually, much the best of England's. And then since Stokes has taken over as captain, we've we've seen him given more responsibility. I think Stokes wants him to do well. He, he realises he needs a, a regular frontline spinner. Um, so I think he'll get through lots of overs here, actually. So Leach in the man of the match market. And then Marahash for South Africa. 16 wickets against Bangladesh in two test matches before Lords, and then obviously showed up well at Lords when he wasn't really needed a lot. He'll be needed this week, and I think he'll have a good game. Okay, uh, same question to you, Paul Krishnamurti. Yeah, so I, I like Amrik here as well, but I'd rather take the 12 to 1 man in the match uh, with that than the top bowler. Um, agree, Pope's good bet 5 to 1. Stuart Broad, 11 to 4. For topping the bowler and five to four score over, get over two and a half wickets, assuming he plays. He's got 22 in his last three matches at, at Old Trafford. And finally, um, our old favourite, no century in the match, nine to two. That's won three in eight times in the last eight matches at Old Trafford. Okay, lovely stuff. Great insight, Paul. Thank you, Richard. Um, big tick. For England versus South Africa. Don't forget in-play analysis on betting.betfair at the end of every day of the Test match. Free bet offers, terms and conditions apply, over 18s only, please, and visit begambleaware.org. Still to come, we're switching to T20 in the Asia Cup, including the absolutely massive, you didn't hear Ed bigging it up in the intro, India versus Pakistan clash, so stay tuned for that. Okay, Asia Cup can start with some outright prices on the Betfair Exchange. India 
are the favourites at four to seven, Pakistan ten to three, Sri Lanka eight to one, Bangladesh eleven to one, Afghanistan are twelves, and then at the hundreds, your outsiders, Hong Kong, Singapore, Kuwait, and the UAE. Right, over to Edward Hawkins for some thoughts. Yeah, this is how the tournament works. It's not as perhaps straightforward as it should be. Group A is India, Pakistan, and then one of those 100 to 1 shots as a qualifier. Then in Group B, you've got Afghanistan, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka. So the top two from each group then go through to a Super 4. So obviously, we're expecting Afghanistan, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka uh, to be the most competitive group. I suspect Bangladesh are in trouble in that group. They're a dreadful T20 side. Your Super 4. Uh, finishes with the top two making your final. I suspect because we've got an absolutely whopping toss bias. We've got every single game played at D- Dubai International Stadium apart from two in Sharjah, and one of those involves a game against a qualifier. It may be wise to be taking big odds on your outright. For example, India... Uh, look, a terrible price at four to seven. Maybe this is the time to get with Afghanistan if they can get the toss in their favour, bearing in mind what happened in the World T20 when we were all stunned by Australia taking the spoils. OK, uh, toss bias. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, who's going to win this tournament? One word. Pakistan. Richard Mann, who's going to win this tournament? One word. India. OK. Thank you very much. So, Sri Lanka versus Afghanistan is merely an appetizer on Saturday from Dubai for the big one, which is India versus Pakistan on Sunday. Um, Hawkins, can we have a lowdown on Sri Lanka versus Afghanistan first, please? Yeah, Sri Lanka expected to line up like this Gunathilaka, Nisanka, Asalanka, Kushal, Rajapaksa's back in the team, Shanaka, Dan and Jay, we think, is going to play as another spinner. Hasaranga, who was the top wicket taker in the World T20 in the UAE. Karen Aratni, Chamira, and Theek Shana. As I do this, I've just remembered I've left out Marco Janssen from the South Africa 11. Uh, apologies to him. Uh, I'm sure he's listening. Afghanistan, Gerbaz, <laughs> Hazaratullah, Ibrahim, Gahani, who wasn't in the official squad but surely gets picked up after dominating for Afghanistan against Ireland. Najibullah, Nabi, Omazai, Rashid Khan, Naveen, Mujib and Faruqi. Sri Lanka have won seven of the last 22. They're not a good side. Afghanistan, however, beaten by Ireland, surprisingly. Hello, Tosbias, my old friend. 12 out of the last 13. They were all in that World T20. Were won by the chaser. Ignore it if you are very unwell. Ah, Hawkins, that's what they say about you. One of the most conscientious lineup speculators in the game. And, and thank God for... Marco Janssen, that you are. Um, right. How do you price this one, Paul Krishnamurti? Uh, bet for exchange, an immature market at present, perhaps, on this tournament? Well, I think given those outright prices, where Sri Lanka were eighth compared to 12 for Afghanistan, that Sri Lanka would go off something like 1.7 here to 2.4 for Afghanistan. Personally, I'd rate it 50 50, maybe even Afghanistan's slight favourite. And given the massive, massive toss of bias at Dubai, um, you wouldn't want to be playing odds on pre-match. Okay, lovely stuff. Um, Richard Mann, do we just back the chaser blind again here? 
We do, as long as the price plays ball. I mean, you can't argue with that, those statistics. <laughs> In play, Paul Krishnamurti, a good strategy, was waiting till the break. Uh, noticeably, Australia going after 173 in the final and 177 in the semi-final versus Pakistan. Is that the same again here? Yes, absolutely spot on. I mean, and my remembering those situations, the chaser was even the outsider. So I would do this all the way up, even if the team gets 200, back the chaser. Okay. Um, Ed Hawkins, some tops. Yeah, for Sri Lanka, Raja Paksa and Shanaka stand out in play, I think. Uh, you could get some uh, double pricing on those two, particularly Raja Paksa is a faster scorer than Shanaka, so keep an eye on him. Naveen at the death for Afghanistan with the ball. We're happy to take on the prohibitively priced Rashid Khan. He won four times with one tie in the last 18, and he's probably going to go off about two to one, maybe even shorter. Uh, f- with the bat, Najibullah Zadran, six wins in 18. We're expecting to get about four to one. Keep an eye on Gahani if he comes in for Afghanistan. Top form against Ireland, top run scorer for uh, Afghanistan in that series. Could even open, uh, and he won twice in that series. Anything from you guys uh, on players to follow, man of the match, Richard Mann? Well, just build, building on the cases the thing, I think if, if Sri Lanka are chasing even more so, I think you could probably wait till after the first six overs because we've seen time and time again that that their top order is pretty flaky, actually. And, and, and Shanaka, for instance, has got them out of the hole so many times. I mean, there's that great T20 against Australia a few months back where we made a blistering half century to haul them home. So I think, obviously, sticking with the chaser, but I think you could wait even longer for Sri Lanka and, and get some really tasty prices in money. The other one is Shamir at the death for Sri Lanka. Um, that's his role. I was really impressed with him in the IPL. He'd kind of gone off the boil a little bit. Um, since for Sri Lanka, but I, I still have faith in him. I think he's a good bowler. Paul Krishnamurti, who, um, who who do you fancy? Always have called this spot on. I, absolute, Rich is absolutely spot on about Sri Lanka. Much better side from five or six down. And even Chimera at 10 can bat. Um, but the better the week, better the game for me is, as Ed said, Naveen Alhak. Uh, looking at their stats, he's got an identical strike rate in T20 cricket to Rashid Khan. It'll probably go off 3-1, to 7-2 compared to 2-1. to one. Um, Bowls at the death. Um, plus, Dubai is not that spin-friendly. Uh, so, I think throughout the tournament, back Naveen every game you can. Okay. Um, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. We're setting up the Asia Cup for you. India versus Pakistan coming next. But first, the treble klaxon. Naveen Hack, top Afghanistan bowler, should be around three to one. Pakistan, a two to one to beat India. South Africa at 21 to 10 to beat England. So that pays about 35, 36 to one. Lovely, Paul. Thank you very much. Best bets still to come. But first, India versus Pakistan. India versus Pakistan is on Sunday, 3 p.m. UK time from Dubai. The world will stop. This will probably be one of the biggest betting events of the year. India are at 1.43. Pakistan are at 3.2. Hawkins, how are they going to line up? I think they might line up like this. Rohit Yadav, Kohli, Pant, Hardik, Kartik, Jadeja, Kumar, Chahal, Avesh and Arshdeep. There's no Bumrah. 
uh, Shreyas Shardul are unavailable also KL Rahul is available but we're not sure he's going to displace Yadav who's made that opening slot something of his own uh, Pakistan Baba Rizwan Fakar Haider Kushchil Azif Shadab Nawaz Wasim Ralph and Dahani. Big losses, no. Shaheen Shah Afridi. Venue is Dubai again. So if you missed it earlier, 12 out of the last 13 at this ground were won by the chaser, including that game when Pakistan thumped India by 10 wickets in the World T20. Okay, lovely stuff. We'll take we'll talk odds in a second with Paul Krishnamurti. But Richard Mann first. That India 11 still likely to have Virat Kohli in it for you. Um Decent players like Kel Rahul and Deepak Hudu missing out because of it. Like, I mean, what, what do you think? Well, farms I realise I've just Deepak Huda. Sorry. Well, I mean, farms a massive concern right back from the IPL, and then we saw him again in England, didn't we? And he struggled in the in the white ball stuff there. Big concern, but actually, it, the concern is he's scoring too slowly. But I think here against Pakistan. I think there's some issues up top with Pakistan. Baba and Rizwan, brilliant opening partnership, but the data people are really starting to get into them now and, and worried that they're scoring too slowly. And I think this match will be won in the middle, ar- middle order. Sorry, Hardik and Kartik, brilliant finishes for India. Uh, Kushtal and Haider Ali, brilliant finishes for Pakistan. But it's how much work that they're left to do that could define this game. And people like Kohli and Baba, they better get a move on. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, how much does the uh, match odds market react to the toss and, and in a situation like this? Well, if I recall correctly, during that World Cup, when those trends were crystal clear for everybody, um, they were drifting from something like 1.5 to 1.6 favourites in, for India in both those games against Pakistan and New Zealand. Um, I, I can't get over these odds. It just makes me think that because some, sometimes... The market could be so big, as we're saying, one of the biggest betting events of the year, that it just gets skewed to the team of more supporters. Because there's just no way India at 1.43 chances. You know, uh, Pakistan were on an eight-match winning run at Dubai until they lost to Australia in that semi when they lost the toss. Uh, I think they're hugely underrated. You know, they beat India by 10 wickets in that World Cup. Um I was very bullish during that World Cup about them. I don't actually feel, I didn't feel disproved. I thought they lost a key toss. Um, Freed is a loss, but I think they're a cracking side throughout, really strong middle order. And I think 130 for the title is massive, really massive, and what probably will come down to two walls race. Okay, so I, I think I know where you're going to vote on this, Paul Krishnamurti, but can we get a consensus here that Pakistan are a very good bet if they bat second? Um, one word answer, please, like a like a school register. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti? Yes. Richard Mann? Yes. I'll, I'll even ask that bloke who does the lowdowns. Uh, Hawkins? Yes. Okay, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, consider it done. Uh, any in-place strategies, Richard Mann or Paul Krishnamurti? Richard Mann, you first. I'm quite keen on one. I'd be interested to, to get Paul's take on this. I think both sides are going to... They're set up to start slowly and then finish strongly. Um, so, so I would be backing runs after after the 10 over mark. I think Pakistan could easily just be 70 for one after 10 overs and be happy with that. And I think India the same, actually. If Rohit doesn't get firing and Curly plods about, they could be 70 for one or two or not even after 10 overs and then finish strongly. So I think if you're going to back overs, don't do it at the start. 
do it after 10 overs. And if you get into a scenario where they're 110 for not, then you just leave it, don't you, and, and wait till next time. But that would be the way I'd go, because I think both sides really good finishes, as I've just mentioned. And with no bummer for India and no shame for Pakistan, their key death bowlers are out. So that could make both both bowling attacks susceptible at the end. Um, yeah, no, I think you're spot on. The, um, maybe go earlier than the 10th over, maybe about six. Again, if I recall from the World Cup, there was it, quite difficult early on. Pace when we were getting a bit of action, first three or four overs, and then it settled down. The spinners weren't getting anything. Plus, you'd think early in the competition there'll be good pitches. So, even if they do get a good start, you know, I'd be looking at the 200s, 210s. It's perfectly possible, yeah. Yeah, you just think back to the World Cup. I mean, remember that spell from Shaheen Afrid? I think it was against Australia where he swung the ball early with a new ball. The new ball actually swung, which was amazing, the white new ball. Um, Rabada had a really good spell against Bangladesh early on as well. I'm not sure if it was at this ground. So, but, but you know, in the World Cup, new ball actually did do some damage. Um, so I, I definitely wouldn't be buying big ones early on. Okay, over to Hawkins for the tops markets. Righty, Pakistan. Uh, Baba and Rizwan, as Richard says, they will try to just set it up, uh, build a platform for those hitters to come, as if Ali, Kushchil and Haider, all extremely destructive players. So how does that mean we play the top bats market? Because Baba and Raz- Rizwan don't take so many risks. They're not sort of traditional T20 blasters, so to speak. They are decent value because they're not going to be playing too many shots and uh, they will look, one of them will look to play an anchor role. So factor that in. Uh, for India, Yadav could well be missed by Sportsbook as an opener. So keep an eye on his price. Uh, Rahul, if he plays, Pakistan will bowl dead, dead straight. So keep an eye on his innings runs. He's potentially one to short. If Afridi would be... Uh, playing we'd be shorting him all day long because he got him that way in that world cup game but uh, that will be passed on to ralph or dahani for short okay lovely stuff it's that really lovely part of the show where richard mann and paul krishnamurti you get to sort of freestyle um before the best bets with anything else that's caught your eye richard mann you first one of the fascinating things about this Pakistan-India clash is that actually these guys haven't actually played a lot against each other. With all the franchise cricket in the world, everyone knows everyone by the back of their hand. But India-Pakistan, it's not the way. They Obviously, Pakistanis don't play in the IPL and, and the Indians not in the Pakistan Super League. And you don't see many Indians in the Big Bash where we get plenty of uh, Pakistan representation. So you see, this is fascinating that these guys coming up against each other who haven't played much. And Ashdeep Singh is a terrific, terrific death bowler for India. He filled that role against the West Indies recently. We've done really well in the IPL, very consistent. And Pakistan will have seen nothing of him. So I think he's an excellent bet for top India bowler um, in the absence of Bumra. He's just so reliable. I look through his, his stats against West Indies and it's generally one for 15, two for 20, three for 19. Um just very, very consistent. Um, and with Pakistan, not seen a lot of him with his excellent slower ball, he'll do for me. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, first, very much endorse what Ed said about Surya Kumar Yadav. He's regularly overpriced and probably would be even more so because Kohli's in this market. Um, another thing, I, I reckon that Dubai is a great uh, ground foot to bat to bat the both teams to score markets. Generally get good runs there 160 is really a minimum often get 180 
And because of the toss bias, obviously, there's a very high chance that it's going to be chased. So I would be looking here to back both teams, score 170, and then maybe have 190 and 200 more at really big odds. Okay, amazing. Thank you very much. Um, that's it. Best bets next. Best bets time. We have some scores, we have some doors, and we have Hawkins. Thanks a lot, Collins. Richard Mann is minus 22.65. Paul Krishnamurti is minus 30.5. Uh, they're steadfast, really, picking up winners here and there. They've got five points to spend. Paul Krishnamurti is off the blocks first, please. Hey, I'll have two points on South Africa to win the second test at 21 to 10. And I'll have two points. Anrik Nokia, top first in South Africa bowler. I'll have 1.5 points, Pakistan to win the Asia Cup at 130. Our split stakes, half a unit each, Kishev Marahaj and Jack Leach in the man of the match market in the second test. And I'll have my final 1.5 points on Naveen Hack to be top Afghanistan bowler against Sri Lanka. So finishing off, I'll have a point on Aidan Markram, top South Africa batsman, Sticking with him, and then I'll finish off uh, one point. Ashdeep Singh, top India bowler against Pakistan. Cricket only better episode 152, all done and dusted. Just time to remind you in play analysis after the close of play for every single day England versus South Africa in that second test. We'll have Asia Cup as well, all previewed on betting.betfair. See you then. <laughs>